It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Mockadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. That's right. Live from the Mockadoo Studio, I'm Tim Donnelly, joined by producer Lobro here inside the studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline. That's 540-639-4900. That's 540-639-4900. This is Hokie Hour, and uh, let's just say there's some some Hokie news coming up. Obviously, the transfer portal still lighting up for the Hokies. We'll talk about that. The Hokies are playing Boston College. We'll talk about that. The Pro Bowl, we'll talk about that. But before we can talk about any of that, we need to make sure you're covered for every conversation that you could possibly find yourself in on this Friday. Uh, if you stumble into a PTA meeting, they're talking about sports. I want to make sure you know uh, at least a few things to contribute to the conversation. That's why we give you Gotcha Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. And we will start with the most pointless sports story of the weekend, that, of course, being the Pro Bowl. If you've heard me once, you've heard me a thousand times, the Pro Bowl should be renamed the Pointless Bowl. It should be an honor. It should be like the All-Pro honor, right? It's just something that goes next to your name at the end of the season that you were a Pro Bowl selection, and then you get together, you put together an event for the fans, but you should not play a game. Players, they're too afraid to get hurt to actually play football. The game isn't even really football. You can't blitz. You can't disguise coverages. The the players don't want to be there. I'll put it this way. Three wide receivers in the NFC alone decided not to show up to the Pro Bowl, which means three guys that weren't chosen originally for the Pro Bowl are going to be playing in the Pro Bowl, which means you don't even have a Pro Bowl full of Pro Bowlers. So I have no idea why this game takes place. I just wanted to get that off of my chest. The Farmers Insurance Open is going on in the PGA Tour right now, which if you're not a golf nerd, you probably don't care about. But I'll tell you this, even the most casual of golf fans, even the most, well, I play mini golf, but I don't really play golf, golf people out there, no one name. Tiger Eldrick, actually Eldrick Tiger Woods, give that man his full name. Uh this game or this tournament, the Farmers Insurance Open, is being played at Torrey Pines, which you may remember as the site for one of his most dramatic major victories, the 2008 U.S. Open. And he started his week with a Thursday three under par 69, just three strokes back of the leader. But more importantly, he is hunting for his 83rd victory, breaking Sneed's record. Whatever his next PGA Tour victory is will make him the winningest, the all-time winningest golfer in the history of the PGA Tour. It's official. LeBron and Giannis Antetokounmpo are captains of the All-Star Game after being the leading vote-getters in the Eastern and Western Conference. Pretty darn exciting. It is officially overlap season. The best NBA times are when two eras are overlapping. Think Bird and Magic being in their prime while Jordan comes into his prime. Think Kobe being in his prime as Jordan is on the tail end of his prime. Think LeBron being in his prime as Kobe is still in his prime. LeBron and Giannis, that Venn diagram is overlapping right now. It's a pretty exciting time to be watching the NBA. 12 games for Silvio D'Souza, the guy that picked up the chair, the, 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 the stool, and was going to throw it down on top of a Kansas State player during the brawl between KU and K-State. Here's what I have to say. Banning players is one thing. Ban the coaches and all of this will stop. 
If you ban coaches, the guys that control every single little minute detail about their players, their teams, their programs, if you ban them for fights, suddenly fights will stop happening. I guarantee it. Virginia Tech fans, Hokie fans, listen up. We did mention how the Pro Bowl doesn't matter, but if you're looking for a Hokie football player to watch this weekend, Tremaine Edmonds and Kyle Fuller are uh, alive in the Pro Bowl, and in a weird twist, both of the celebrity former player legend captains are also from Virginia Tech with Bruce Smith and Michael Vick. So there's quite a bit of Virginia Tech flair at the Pro Bowl if you're looking to quench that thirst in some way. If you're just looking for Hokie sports, big basketball game on Saturday, Virginia Tech taking on Boston College. Boston College is just 3-5 and five in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They've beaten Notre Dame Wake and in a surprise upset Virginia, but they've lost to Duke, Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Wake Forest, and Pittsburgh with their last four games being losses to Georgia Tech, Hughes, Wake, and Pitt. They are stumbling down the stretch here or in the meat of their ACC schedule. Virginia Tech should do everything in their power to not give Boston College a reason to get excited to not give Boston College a reason to think they can actually win this game. When it comes to the transfer portal, I'm proud of you all. I'm proud of Hokie Nation because it seems like nobody's head fell off after five players entered into the transfer portal within uh, uh, just an hour of each other a couple days ago. But I did some research, and I want everyone to know this just to calm your nerves even further. Uh, just picked random ACC teams. Duke has 11 in the portal. Florida State has 10 in the portal. Louisville, 9 in the portal. North Carolina, who seems like the entire program is built around recruiting, 9 in the portal. So quite a few players in the portal for that one. Looking at games coming up this weekend in ACC basketball, Miami taking on North Carolina. North Carolina looking to avoid skidding even further into their pit of despair. Clemson and Louisville taking on each other in Louisville, uh, a battle of, of a couple of conference opponents there. Notre Dame, Florida State, North Carolina State, Georgia Tech, UVA, Wake, and of course, Virginia Tech, Boston College. Check them all out. That was Got You Covered here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Now it's time to get you covered even further, right? Dive further into something we mentioned during that Got You Covered segment, Virginia Tech versus Boston College. Now, uh, Boston College is 9-10 and 10 on the season. They are below 500 on the season. They are 3-5 and five in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, uh, again, we wouldn't expect this at the beginning of the year, but I think by now we're used to it. When Virginia Tech plays against a team that is that far below, that far below the median or the, the – See, I, what's the difference between the mean, the median, and the, the you know, I'm talking about the, the, the math. Um, <laughs> well, you've got your, like, well, there is, like, They're below the, the average. We'll call yeah, it average. Below average in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, Virginia Tech should expect to win. Now, that's far and away from saying that it is a given, right? Virginia Tech lost to UVA, and Boston College has beaten Virginia. So, so there is, you know, some transitive property work there that would say Boston College can beat Virginia Tech. So it's a game that they need to take seriously, but I have yet to see them take a game not seriously yet, so I'm not going to worry about it. It would seem like a team with this many freshmen might have some issues staying all the way locked in and all the way focused, but I have yet to see them deal with that in a negative way so far, so I'm not going to to heap that on them until I, they give me reason to to worry. With that being said, 
if they focus, if they show up, if they knock down some shots, if they defend, if they play together, if they play their roles, they should win this, right? It's a good matchup for Virginia Tech. Boston College is on a severe downslope on their season. Their last four games are losses to Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Wake Forest, and Pittsburgh. Um, Not exactly murderer's row in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They also lost to Duke this season, but but that's not necessarily – that doesn't tell us much. Losing to Georgia Tech, Cuse, Wake, and Pitt, back-to-back-to-back-to-back, does tell us something, right? It says that this team can lose to some of the bottom feeders in the conference. And it says that they've gotten worse, right? It says that they've gotten worse. I believe they actually may have even started 3-0 in conference play before absolutely falling apart down the stretch. The other reason it's a really good matchup for Virginia Tech, outside of the fact that it's a team that is not at the top of the conference and it's a team that's not at the top of the conference and playing poorly as of late. Another reason it's a really good matchup for Virginia Tech is their three most productive players are all guards, right? They're out on the perimeter, which is a strength for the Hokies, and they're all between 6'3 and 6'4. Their three most productive players, the tallest of them is 6'4. So so one of the the Hokies' biggest and most glaring weaknesses, which is size, can almost be null and voided. If you take the three best players from each team or the three most productive players from each team, uh, Virginia Tech actually has a size advantage, which you will not hear very often this season. You look at Boston College, they have Derek Thornton, who who is a two-time transfer, right, went to Duke, transferred, sat out a year, played two at USC, transferred to Boston College, and is playing once again. Uh, for, for a new school, averages 13 points per game. Jay Heath is a talented freshman for Boston College, who they will be building around moving forward, averaging 12 points per game. And Jared Hamilton is another senior, averaging 9 points per game. Those are the three guys to watch out for on Boston College. Those are the three guys that if you get beat by Boston College, they will be the ones doing the beating. They will be the ones doing the, the, the scoring, making you pay. So if you are the Hokies, guess what? Your strength now gets to be put to test. Where's your best perimeter defender? Or excuse me, where's your best overall defender? He's on the perimeter. Gosh, I gave that one away. Where's your best perimeter defender? No, I mean, where's your best defender? The answer is on the perimeter. Gives it away. Uh, but it's Wabisabidi. Guess where he gets to spend his Saturday? Chasing around Derek Thornton, right? Naheem Aleen, Tyrese Radford, Jalen Cohn. These are the guys that are going to have to really D up on Heath, Hamilton, and Thornton when Beatty's getting a rest. Those are the guys that I would want defensively with the, season, with the game on the line to be the ones Ding up. This is a really good matchup for Virginia Tech. And I'm, I'm, I want to see them in this game show a little killer instinct, right? Playing close games against Syracuse is great. Syracuse is a tough team to play against. Playing in a close game against North Carolina, I don't care how much of a skid North Carolina is on, they're still North Carolina. I'm fine with that. 
But but I want to see some of the games we saw earlier in their conference schedule. Some of the games that they win by double figures. Some of the games that they slam the door on. Right? That we don't have to bite our nails down to the bone watching the final two minutes. Right? There's two different skills in winning. One is stealing games late. It's finding a way to win games. That's one way to win. The other is win it early and just hold on. Get a lead and protect it. And you need to be able to do both if you're going to be a good team in the you need to be a good team in the conference. You need to be able to do both. Win it early, win it late. They learned about winning it early. Excuse me. Excuse me. They learned about how to win it late. Right against Syracuse, they didn't know how to win it late. Learn from that answer. They knew how to win it late against North Carolina. So what's next? Learn how to win it early. Learn how to take a team that you are better than, that you are a good matchup for, that don't necessarily have the pieces to take advantage of your weaknesses. Take that team, be up at halftime, build that lead through the first 10 minutes of the second half, grow that lead over the first 10 minutes of the second half, and then hold it. Play smart. Maybe take the foot off the gas a bit, but not in a focused standpoint. Keep the, the pedal to the floor from focus standpoint, but just be more conservative with your play. Set up more half court, less transition, less shots early in the, the, the shot clock, and, and find a way to get to the finish line. I want them to be able to win a million times. I was watching a, a conversation with Tiger Woods, surprisingly, yesterday. Shocker. And he said, uh, you know, one of the hardest parts about my short game is actually how many different shots I have, right? He goes, you know, you, you, you look at your lie, you look at the ball, and you go, okay, I got 32 yards from where I am to the hole. He goes, what I have is 10 different ways to get there. I have to choose the best one, and it's actually the hardest part of my short game. Do I want to go high flop? Do I want to hit it behind the hole and spin it back? Do I want to bump and run? Do I want to uh, hit it pure and, and bounce it off the ban- embankment? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? I want Virginia Tech to be that way when it comes to how to win a game. I want them to look at Boston College and go, all right, we, we, got, we figure we need to get to 75 points today. We need to hold them to 60. How are we going to do it? Are we going to double-team their perimeter threat? Are we going to go man? Are we going to go zone? Are we going to set up Landers Nolly for threes? Are we going to have Radford driving? Are we going to do a bit of both? Are we going to use Wabisabidi on the interior of the zone? Are we going to use Wabisabidi to set the tone from the top? I want them to have every different shot in the bag like they're Tiger Woods. And I want them to sit there and decide. I want Mike Young, like the caddy, to sit there and decide what's the best shot and then have the players go execute it, tap in birdie. Let's take a break when we come back. Hokies have some pro bowlers. What should you be looking for from Tremaine Edmonds, Kyle Fuller? Next. Hot coffee and hot takes. If he's taking interviews all over the place and he wants to leave, then there is absolutely no reason for you to feel any kind of attachment towards that guy. The Tim Donnelly Show will be right back on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show back. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7103.5, AM. Thank you for waking up with us on a Friday. Big weekend ahead, hopefully. Hopefully every, hopefully every weekend's a big weekend ahead. Hopefully you look forward to every weekend. You look forward to every weekday. I'm stoked. Are you? Big plans? Um, sleep in. That, that's, that's what gets your, your, your juices flowing? 
a little bit of sleeping in, maybe chill out, watch a movie or something. It'd be great. You're that excited to just chill out and watch a movie? Yeah. All right. Uh, well. Hey, what about you? What are you doing this weekend? Uh, driving up to Baltimore. Oh, really? Seeing, seeing some family. That'll be fun. Not just sleeping in, maybe watching a movie. Hey, man. Are you going to watch a good movie? This is, the que- this is where it comes down to it. Because, because as we know here on this show, I make movie references all the time. And you can't see it on radio, but when I look across the table, it's just blank stares. What movie are we talking about? I don't know. Thought about maybe like uh, you're gonna you're gonna yell at me. A superhero movie. I mean, I I rec- I ordered Thor Ragnarok, so I haven't watched that one yet. So I wanted to catch up on that one. Um, maybe how like, how uh, what percentage oh. of the movies that you watch throughout the year are are Marvel Cinematic Universe movies? Well, it does well. It depends because there's a lot of them that come out every year. So I mean, probably. Like fifty percent of the movies you watch probably have something to do with a superhero. Fifty, maybe, uh, maybe a solid like seventy. Seventy percent of the movies you watch have something to do well, with a superhero. In the theater, at least, because there's not like there's not a ton. You're not going to the theater. I mean, I'm talking about. You're talking about Thor Ragnarok, which well, came out like ten years ago. Well, I'm talking about as far as like there's just so many superhero movies to watch. But on either that, like a little bit of Star Wars. Watch maybe. a movie that doesn't involve someone that can fly. That's all I'm asking. It doesn't have to be like, oh, a real life story. It doesn't be based on a true story. Just just a movie where s- there isn't someone on, on screen that can fly. That's all I'm asking. I'll, I'll start giving you way less of a hard time about your movie selection if you just watch a movie with someone that can't fly. I do watch movies with people who can't fly. You just said but, 70% are superhero just, movies. <laughs> I just said that, but like I do watch movies where people don't fly. Thirty percent. Like I watch like some scary movies every once in a while, things like that. Scary movies that would be acceptable. Not too bad. I'm not a scary movie person, but I understand the appeal. Gotcha. They're healthy for you. Did you know that? Really? Getting scared burns calories. R- raises your heart rate. It's good for heart health. Hmm. I didn't think. Wow. Okay. Well. Cool. Think about it. Um, Pro Bowl this weekend, uh, the two Hokies, Tremaine Edmonds, he was a a first selection. Kyle Fuller was an alternate. Um, How about this, everybody? Eli Manning retired, right? And and, and we can talk about that later on in the show. Um, Eli Manning is retired. You know what that means for real, for real, right? It means there is a vacancy at the top of the first family of football. Peyton, Eli, Archie, all retired, right? None really involved with sports. I guess you could say Cooper and Peyton do a do a tiny bit of uh, media, but but not really. So there is a vacancy at the top of the first family of football, and I think the Edmonds and the Fullers are on the short list to go ahead and claim that title. When you think of Kendall and Kyle Fuller, still in the NFL, still kicking it. When you think of Tremaine, Terrell, Trey, Edmonds, still in the NFL, still kicking it, they, they get to make a claim on that one. right? You throw in like the Matthews, Right with Clay Matthews and 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 his father and his uncle and his brother, I think they're all cousin maybe. Uh, they're they're all playing in the NFL or have played in the NFL, but but I think there's a shot there. I think I think if Virginia Tech starts a campaign, they can get either the Edmonds or the Fullers to be the first family of football in the wake of the Mannings vacancy. Right, Eli Manning just went full uh, Harry, said I am. I'm leaving my post in the royal family. I'm going to retire. Yikes. 
<laughs> the royal family of football, right? If, if Peyton is the king in waiting, Eli just said, uh, I'm going to go to Hollywood and, and live in the real world for a while. See you, football. <laughs> hey, to each their own. Uh, that's how you work Harry and Meghan leaving the royal family into a sports show. Let's take a break. When we come back, time for our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. It's time for Hashtag Hokies. Next. Welcome back. Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley. WRAD 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. It's time for our favorite segment of Hokie Hour. It is time for Hashtag Hokies. Hashtag Hokies is real simple. We go deep into the underbelly of the internet, the Twitter sphere, the dark side, the Twitter verse, grab the tweets that start the conversations that we want to have, drag them up into the light and have those conversations right here on the Tim Donnelly show. Is it still 200 characters or less? 280. 280. It started off as 140 That's at the beginning and it, it jumped up to 280. They doubled it, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Hmm. I do have a, a Twitter etiquette question before we, we dive all the way into to hashtag Hokies. Um, obviously, I'm active on Twitter, right? At Donnelly Show, at Donnelly Sports. Donnelly Sports my personal account. That's where I post my opinions. Donnelly Show for more show news and, and podcasts and things like that. Uh, updates on, on what's going to be on the station, like Radford Basketball. Um, so Donnelly Sports, I'm not going to throw names out there because some of you might know the person, but uh, someone on Twitter responds to my tweets and keeps calling me Timmy. And and for people in my personal life, it is like a giant pet peeve when people call me Timmy. Really? It's I think it goes back to I was a very very late bloomer. I was a very very small child for for my age most of my like late elementary, middle school, early high school life I was very small. And I felt like I was becoming an adult, but everyone in my life kept calling me Timmy because anyone who's Tim and small is automatically Timmy. And I used to hate it. And we even moved like cross country. And I was like, I'm just going to introduce myself as Tim to everyone. There's no reason for anyone to call me Timmy. And like a week after being at my new spot, everyone was calling me Timmy and I hated it. And now there's someone on Twitter that responds to quite a few of my, my, my tweets and keeps hitting me with Timmy at the end. And and I don't want to be the like I don't want to be oversensitive. Like it's in the scheme of things, it's really nothing, right? I don't want to respond to him and be like, stop calling me Timmy, because it that seems ridiculous. But at the same time, every time they say it, I'm like, I'm like a chained dog. All right, Timmy. I can do something to you now. So, so, so just get to know that there's, there's things I can reveal on air. Mm, think about it. Think about it, but I won't because Wait, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be the bigger person here. All right. Just know that I don't, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to have to eat it. I'm just going to have to, to kind of take it on, 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 on the chin, but, uh, but I, but I don't like it. You could get your name legally changed. My name isn't Timmy. My name is Timothy or Tim. Get it changed. Like I don't have to change it away from Timmy because my name is not Timmy. Get it? Well, get it changed because you got you got Tim right. You know, so like, you know, if your name was John, people would be like, "All right, Johnny." 
You know, they, they, they do wouldn't. that. They do, like, I know a lot of Johns. Really? The only one I call Johnny is someone whose actual government name is Johnny. I think if you get your name changed to something like... I and if I introduced myself, like if this was the Timmy Donnelly show, that would be one thing. But I introduced myself as Tim. Change your name to like something like like that you can't add an extension on like oh I, Seth I, I or something. Like my future kids will not have the ability like there will be no Joes because that could be Joey. There will be no Bobs because that could be Bobby. There will be no Jims. There will be like it's going to be a name that is that name. I've all like been decided since the moment everyone started calling me Timmy. On an off note too, you know like the name William, right? And it's like Bill is short for William. Yes. How does that work at all? Like. <laughs> I do Bill not know. and well, it's not Billiam. I do not know. I have like it's it's always just baffled me. Or Jack, short for John. Wait, that's a thing too. Wait, why does John need to be shorter? Well, Jack's John, the Jonathan same. Jack, like John F. Kennedy, Jack Kennedy. I've never heard of that. Or or uh, Dick being short for Richard. That's another one I've never understood. I've never understood how those two sound anything. Or alike. Timmy from Tim. Maybe they're listening now. Maybe this is all a ploy just to have them hear this. None of it. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into Hashtag Hokies for real now. Uh, first tweet comes from a veteran of the Hashtag Hokies game at Dougie07. That's Dougie with four O's 07. Mm. He says, I just got to say, it's super refreshing to have some coaches being active on Twitter. Like Jay Hammond Tap. I love it. It gets me more excited for this year. Uh, not only is it good for the fans, it's good for recruiting. Let me explain why. A big part of the recruiting game is to get recruits to think about you when you're not there, right? I call them shadow visits, right? Why do you think Nick Saban is in Geico commercials? Do you know why Nick Saban's in Geico commercials? Because every time a recruit, I'm sure he's getting paid a pretty penny as well. Let's not act like there's not a financial component to it. But every time a recruit's watching a game and he pops up on on those those commercials, they think about him. Oh, yeah, Coach Saban. It's a shadow visit, right? He didn't have to go into that recruit's living room to be in that recruit's living room. Why do you think Coach O is as eccentric as he is? As, as much of a, a, you know, a Bayou monster as that guy is, as much as a person from, from – LSU is, he plays that up to make it so he is a talking point. You know, the whole, if I go on 20 recruiting trips, I want to have 20 gumbos. There's no way he would want 20 gumbos. Anyone would. But because he says that, we all know it, and it's a conversation that can come up when he's not around. Right? Why do coaches that aren't in the playoff become analysts during the college football playoff? Because they want to be in your living room without even having to go in your living room. So if you're Daryl Tapp, if you're Jay Ham, right, and they're posting about going to Shrimp Shacks in the 757, right, they're posting funny edited Photoshopped pictures of, of Daryl Tapp and Bill Tierlink, the two defensive coordinators. And, and I saw the other day Justin Hamilton posted, um, oh, uh, I, I believe it was Tyree Saunders. No, 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 Keontae Jenkins. It was Keontae Jenkins a defensive back commit for the Hokies. Uh, he posted Keontae Jenkins' like top 15 rappers versus Justin Hamilton's top 15 rappers. And he posted them up there and told Hokie Nation, man, let this kid know that my list is better. Those things don't have like uh, a ton of substance. But what they do is they make recruits see that on Twitter and ask their buddy, hey, oh, he's at the Shrimp Shack. Hey, look, 
Justin Hamilton, look at these rappers. Ah, our rappers are so much better than the old school rappers. It makes them have a conversation about these guys when they're not around. It brings these guys into the recruits' world without having to travel to them and knock on their door and say, hey, I'm here. You're there shadow-wise. It's a shadow visit. Recruiting is everything now. Recruiting used to be a coach stops at your house or at your high school and says, here's why our offense or our defense would be great to showcase you as a player, and here's why you could thrive in our system, and we have the major that you're interested in. Now it's social media. It's what type of food do you have on campus. It's how's your social media followings. It's what is your 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 fan base like. It's did my cousin play for you? Did my brother play for you? Did my coach play for you? It's how many people from my area of the country have gone to your school and ended up in the NFL. How many conference championships have you won? What's your locker room look like? What's your film room look like? How much money do you have coming in each year? Can you get my best friend who's on my team and is a low three-star recruit a scholarship? It's all on the table And social media is a big part of showing what you've got. Personality, let it come through. Tap and Jayham are not Foster and Beamer. Right there, these guys did not start coaching in the 80s. Right, these guys were born in the 80s. They grew up in the 90s. And they were in their 20s in the 2000s. Right, they're they're ready to to usher this program into the, the technology world. We're going to take a break. When we come back, one of my favorite things to remind you of. I do it every couple days, and it's still not getting old yet. No, excuse me. We have one more hashtag Hokies. I almost skipped over it. And this is actually what I want to remind you of, and it's still not getting old yet. Uh, coming from at Frito Bandito. That is such a great hash or a great and, screen name. And they didn't even get it for real. Frito Bandito, but the last O on Bandito is a zero. I can forgive it. That's a great name. At Frito Bandito says, top four scores and five of top six are freshmen. I don't know how high the ceiling is, but this team is fun to watch. And that was at Hokies Men's Basketball. Uh, I just like reminding you guys that darn near everyone's a freshman. I just like reminding you guys that darn near everyone's a freshman when it comes to the Hokies. Uh, and and assuming Landers Nolly doesn't end up going pro, even though his dad thinks that he will, uh, assuming that that he comes back for at least one more year, the future of this program could be really, really exciting if these guys take the next step uh, over the offseason. And that's not even to sell this season short. This season could be very exciting if they take the next step on a day-to-day basis. Uh, but the future of the program is really, really exciting. Uh, when we come back, let's take a, a gander at that transfer portal conversation one more time this week. Stick around. All your Hokie news in one place. Tune into the Hokie Hour, weekday mornings at 7 on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show, back. Talk of the New River Valley. So far, last two weeks, we've had two very different stories kind of take over Hokie Nation when it comes to football. Uh, last week it was Coach Fuente talking to Baylor. <gasps> What's next? Why? Why would he do this to us? Tune uh, in next time to find like, out. It's like a like a radio drama. Uh, uh, Batman next. Same um, bat time, same bat channel. 
see, I'm not that well. Um, <laughs> this week it was it was the transfer portal, and and mm-hmm. it, it was the portal. Um, I think being overreacted to a bit, but also um, legit concerns about depth of the team. Um, I'm 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 gonna say this, and I said this in and got you covered, and I meant it. Overall, I'm pretty proud of Hokie Nation, right? You have your 10 seconds of what is going on here, right? Uh, to to quote <laughs> to quote Harry Dunn from Dumb and Dumber, our pets' heads are falling off. You've never seen Dumb and Dumber. Uh, should I add that, to, add that to my list too? You see it this weekend. Dumb and Dumber, classic, classic. Nobody flies. Nobody flies. They don't even get in planes. They drive cross country, in a in a sheepdog. What? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone that's seen Dumb and Dumber, you're laughing with me. Everyone that has not seen Dumb and Dumber, you are as confused as Lobro. They drive cross country in a sheepdog. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, it's so true. Um, but going back to what I was saying, uh, there was that moment for the Hokies of, of what's going on here. Why are these guys leaving? But then once everyone kind of collected their thoughts and realized, um, they had to clear a couple scholarships because they were over the limit. So you knew attrition was coming at least to some extent when you, you continue to look beyond and you see the reason why it felt like it all flooded out at once was because, um, the the semester started so they could now announce that they were entering the portal without risking their their spring semester scholarship and uh, you could take it one step further and say many of these guys had had outside reasons and and we don't know fully what's going on in any of their personal lives um but it looks like a lot of these guys had something else going on in their life that made this this transfer a little bit more more sensible and everybody kind of came back down to earth Right, and you realize that outside of Damon Hazelton, none of these guys were in the starting lineup. They provided quality depth, but none of them were in the starting lineup. We may end up really missing some of these guys if if injuries ravage a particular position. I'm thinking secondary with Khalil Ladler. I'm thinking wide receiver with Jacoby Pinkney, Hezekiah Grimsley, Phil Patterson, uh, and and obviously Hazelton all on the way out, but or potentially on the way out. But but for the immediate time being, assuming everyone stays healthy, I think Hokie Nation came back down to earth appropriately. Now I'm going to to hopefully stem the tide even further and continue to, to lower everyone's worry level. I went on to 247sports.com. They keep a running tally of who's in the portal, um, and they divide it up by team. And I just clicked on some random ACC teams. Um, Duke has 11 players in the portal. 11. Virginia Tech right now has six. Florida State has 10. You may say, yeah, but those two programs are on the downway, right? Duke, after beating Virginia Tech, was terrible last year. Florida State, obviously terrible and a new coach. So all these guys are running away because this new coach might not play him. Okay, fine. What about Louisville and UNC? Two teams that I would say pretty universally are on the way up, right? North Carolina is is who many see as one of the main competitors uh, for for a division championship last year or next year, excuse me, Louisville, uh, very talented team, and a, a lot of people seem to like that coach Satterfield. They have seven in the portal at Louisville and nine in the portal at North Carolina. 
Maybe what Virginia Tech has going on is more normal than it seems. It's just one of those things that when it's happening to you, it seems so much more intense. Right? It's like it's like the common cold, right? How do you react when someone that you interact with uh, maybe once every couple days has a cold? Right? You go, oh, that stinks, and you move on with your life. Right? It's like, oh, they're going to be a little phlegmy. Ha-ha, <laughs> move on. How do you react when you have a cold? Oh, gosh, my nose. I can't breathe. I didn't sleep at all last night. I coughed all night. Right? Maybe the transfer is uh, transfer portal is more of a common cold. It's a stuffy nose. It seems like the worst thing when it's happening to you just because it's an inconvenience. But it happens to everybody most years, right? Very rarely does someone go an entire year without getting a a tickle in their throat, without having to blow their nose more often than they'd like, without coughing enough to annoy everyone in their household. Happens to everybody. It's not fun for anybody, but it happens to everybody. You you can do things to prevent it, right? You could go get a, I guess, a flu shot. You could, you know, make sure you're pounding vitamin C, drinking a lot of orange juice getting full night's sleep, washing your hands. But even if you do everything right, there's still going to be a chance that you catch the common cold. Just like even if a program does everything right, they're completely honest, they make it fun, they, they play the best player at every position, they can do everything they're supposed to do. There is a chance that the common cold or the transfer portal will still sneak up on them. So I'm proud of Hokie Nation for not getting too caught up. You have your moment where it's like, oh, no, it's happening. And then you have the moment of, all right, I'll stop at the drugstore on the way home, get the medicine that I need to get, and I'll be all right in a couple days. That's how an adult handles things. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, more of the Tim Donnelly Show right here on WRAD. WRAD. 